What do you think is the best way that mountain bikers, uh, no matter what city they live in, what is the best way that they can support their local trails? Um, that's a good question. The best way to support their trails um, is to... Hello everybody, Sebastian here, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Biker Talk. Today, I am joined with Alex, as always. Hey, Alex. Some pretty big news Hello. in Ontario. Mountain biking today, isn't there? Yes, Blue Mountain. The famed Blue Mountain Bike Park is closing their doors to downhill mountain biking completely. They're not just for the season. They've decided that downhill mountain biking, the lift access stuff, that's no longer at all going to be invited uh, or allowed um so we might have to get blue mountain on our podcast so we can talk about it because they didn't really give a reason why but that's for another podcast who do we have on today seb today we are joined with chris and greg from the mississauga mountain biking association hey guys welcome hey guys yeah thank you so much for inviting us to your podcast appreciate uh being here today thank you no problem. Right. Got everyone. Everyone's loaded in. Glad to be so, here. So, yes, welcome. Thank you, guys, for coming on to start off. So, what made you guys? Did you like? How did the Mississauga Mountain Biking Association start? Just an idea, or? Good question. Um, so, we're just under a year old. Uh, we were formally established last May. And the idea kind of came about um, around the time of the lockdown of the pandemic. So about a year ago um, to the day, actually. So in mid-March, around that time, weather was getting nicer and I wanted to kind of go out and ride more trails. Uh, And what I really wanted to do was to try and, I guess, go out and maintain trails. So go out and see if I could, you know, rake leaves or pat some of the trails down, whatever it was. And so from... From that idea, I started to do a bit of investigation um, uh, to see if there's an organized group that did that in Mississauga. I realized that there wasn't. There's quite a few different road cycling clubs. And so I kind of took it upon myself to dive deep and see what existed. And that's kind of where the idea came from to kind of start the MMBA. Nice. And Greg, did you join in on him with that or... Like on the whole idea, or is it kind of? Well, yeah, we. Um, I'm not sure how we first met. I met some some of the other guys that are involved on the trails, actually, and we talked about it, and uh, we sort of tried to form something like ten years ago, and it didn't quite happen. Um, we got it led to some things happening. The the uh, 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 Lushner Challenge Park, uh, but uh, but yeah, met uh, met on the trails, which is I think the best way to meet, and that's how we got uh, got uh, got involved. Some mutual concerns and things we could uh, help each other with. So, how many Thanks. people are in the organization? How many people are part of MMBA? So um, we have about five or six people, about six people on on the board 
that have different roles and responsibilities that we've kind of been uh, delegated them to. So that's kind of the um, the managerial and administrative aspect of, of the association. And then under that, we have approximately now about 130 members now that have registered formally uh, with us. Uh, we do have a lot of different social media accounts, as you probably know, and as a lot of people know, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. We have Facebook. Um, but within Facebook, we do have a private uh, discussion board for uh, not just members, but for anyone. Um, and so with that, we have about over 200 members um, that follow us on on that platform. And again, it's it's all for discussion of everything mountain biking within Mississauga. So different trails, um, sections, um, you know, trail updates, that type of thing you can find on there. So quite a few people. We've gained quite a few uh, quite a few people over over the last year, which is really nice. Yeah, that's very nice. So do you guys, is the Facebook group like a thing that anyone that wants to participate joins in? And then do you have like specific dates or do you plan dates where it's like, okay, this day we're going to go maintain these trails and then this day we're going to go riding or something like that? A good question. Um, so it is it is an open forum. So people just need to really ask to be um, accepted into the group. So you don't have to be a registered member to be part of that discussion board. And uh, kind of like what you mentioned, you can talk about pretty much anything. If there's trail maintenance issues, if someone wants to meet someone to go out for a ride, you can kind of post that inquiry on there and then hopefully someone will message you back. In regards to actual structured trail maintenance, that's a bit of a tricky, that's a bit of a tricky question because legally speaking, we as the association don't have any formal authority to go out and uh, do any trail maintenance. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, a lot of the trails in Mississauga have been built, um, you know, rogue. And so people will go out and they'll go out and they'll take down deadfall or they'll clear brush. Uh, you know, in, in the in the heat of uh, summer. So it does happen. But uh, at this stage, that's what we're that's what we're trying to do as an association. We're trying to make it legal. And uh, that's kind of where we're at with 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 us. So you mentioned that you're trying to make it available for people to maintain some of the trails. What are some of the other long term goals of the association? Yeah, so I guess I, I should put things into perspective in terms of a couple of our short-term goals first, which actually Greg alluded to, and he can give some more background information on it, but it's the Ellis Lushner Challenge Park. So um, that, uh, that challenge park was initially uh, brought about, uh, and Greg can correct me, but I believe it was um, in the early to mid-2000s when um, that park was actually established. And so over the years, a lot of the structures, a lot of the wooden structures, skinnies, ladders, they were kind of um, neglected. So now today, you won't find any of those structures there. Uh, and it's not really well maintained by the city. So the city of Mississauga does own the land. And they did have a lease agreement with a few different stakeholders in the area. That's been, I think, um, I think it's been discontinued. And so it's pretty much been neglected up to this stage, unfortunately. So what we want to do is sort of a short-term goal is to revive the legacy of the Challenge Park. And that's kind of our first foot in the door, we think, uh, as an association. If we can go in, 
reassess some of the trails that exist, uh, redesign them, make them sustainable, implement uh, you know adequate signage, that type of thing. We feel like we can really bring it back to life, and so that's kind of our first port of call that we all figured would be the the best option to start off with. Now, moving forward as more of a long-term goal, moving forward is to expand that. And so, as you probably know, there's not a lot of green space or forestry in Mississauga. Uh, if you kind of compare what we have here geographically in Mississauga, it's relatively flat. Um, there's not a lot of uh, contours in the land. And if you compare that with what you were kind of talking about initially in your intro with Blue Mountain and places more up north or more out west, um, you have a lot more leeway with, with building trails and building bike parks. Even as close as, um, you know, Brawny Creek in Oakville or Mount Kelso in Milton, um, those are great areas to expand and grow a, a mountain biking park uh, and trails. And so we don't unfortunately have that. So for us as, as a group, we're trying to figure out ways moving forward, how we can utilize any type of green space um, we can in Mississauga to, to do that. For sure. Then. Yeah. You know what? That's great. And I remember probably five, six years ago, maybe my first time ever riding in that Riverwood area, was just, you know, following those gravel trails along the river down. And I stumbled across Challenge Park and I went there and I started riding it. And, you know, some of the local riders there showed me the big like dirt drop on the right side when you first enter. Uh, all that that comes down. And then as you rode down the trail back where all those skinnies are, it was just completely overgrown and covered. So I spent the good week or two contacting city, going through different people, trying to find someone who could like cut it or see like, is like, is this still being maintained and whatnot and ended up, somebody did end up coming cleaning it up. But it was one of those things where it's like every time it needed to be clean, you had to go through that whole process again. So it's really nice to see some like local people developing something to try and fix all that. So there's not issues. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It uh, uh, when things like that happen, when unfortunately um, you know things do get neglected like that, uh, no one's there to do it and to take over and to try and maintain or rebuild or whatever. And so, us coming in as an association to say, hey, you know, we could do this. We can be an authority in terms of coming out and clearing brush and again redesigning the trails. It would it would alleviate a lot of pressure that the city would face in terms of resources and physical labor. You know, as I mentioned before, we have 130 members that are just as enthusiastic as we are, you know. So they want to go out and they want to maintain trails and, you know, have big big trail days and, you know, big group rides and things like that and attend different races and stuff. And so we have we have the the means to do it. It's just more of the bureaucratic process which that aspect of things when it comes to a mountain biking association and the trails that you know you grow to love and ride um, that aspect of things aren't really considered um, the, <laughs> the the process the the long process of dealing with regions and municipalities to try and gain access to go out and maintain these trails so it's 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 been a long struggle but we're finally getting a little bit of leeway uh, right now actually which is nice that's, that's what a question for Greg. Sure. Um, what was your involvement with uh, Challenge Park in the beginning? Well, I guess it, uh, 
that's kind of why we we started this this club is, is to give uh, people opportunities to to mountain bike. Um, you know, it was a, it was uh, tragic circumstances where a young man was he was you know wanting to ride his bike and, and not just you know uh, something really easy. He was trying to do some tricks and and uh in a unsanctioned space and and uh yeah tragedy ensued and so that was part of the impetus that got the 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 idea for the club uh it so happened at the same time i had been writing to my uh ward counselor at the time because i saw what was happening in in uh, the garden park there and i saw the plans that they'd made um and it looked like we were going to be excluded to say the least um there was talk of chain chain link fences going up and cordoning off areas and and you know i mean if you go and check the plans that they have up there it's still an ongoing plan so it was pretty controversial about what they were trying to do in there and block off areas to stop people from going in and they were going to charge admission and things like that. That was part of the, the scheme anyway. And I didn't think that was right. So I was writing letters and was getting some support. And, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's how we kind of got started because if you don't, if you don't form a group and, and uh, get some support, um, it's pretty hard to get heard by the city and I know there's a lot of people that like to mountain bike and it's a great opportunity it's right there it's so close to so many people and you know it's uh it's it's exercise it, you know it there's a lot of health issues with people and um you know and and it's free you know you can go there and ride your bike like I did when I was a kid and you know and um so that's how uh this uh, mountain bike uh, association got started, and and we're just hoping to attract more people and uh, get some more support, and and so um, we'll have more opportunities, and and we want to uh, expand. You know, the challenge park was a great idea, but one of the things that was missing, oddly enough, was challenge. There wasn't, you know, it was kind of. Uh, it was a bit too easy, and and uh, I think this time, if we, you know, we can we can make some interesting trails and some challenging trails, um, but we got to get support and we got to do it right. So um, you know, then we can do those things like you were talking about uh, uh, scheduling. You know, oh, we're gonna have a trail building day, or you know, who knows? We can get to the point where we'll have skill development day and you know, ladies only ride and guys only ride, beginners ride, expert ride, free ride, cross country. You know, hopefully, I mean, this is down the road, but, um, but yeah, if we get enough support, we can do all those things. So that's kind of how it's how it uh, started with the uh, challenge part. Yeah, and I've also noticed, like in the past year or whatnot, some of the locals. I'm not going to say their name in case they could get in trouble for any reason but i've noticed they've been building some things off to the side of challenge park like some you know like pump track areas and it's really cool what they're doing and it'd be nice to have like the city's support on the back of it 
to really because that area, as you were saying, there's not much green in Mississauga, but that that one little section and where the trails are throughout Riverwood and up top on, I guess on top of the mountain for say, um, it's a really great place for riding, especially like being right in the city. Like Square One's a two minute walk from there, so it's really nice. It'd be nice to have well maybe like a two minute drive it's just down the street so it's pretty close but it'd be nice to have like a nice challenging park to ride that's super close yeah sure yeah as uh yeah as, as greg mentioned he kind of hit the nail on the head there um you know the we have an opportunity now to really make some some interesting trails basically and some interesting obstacles and actual challenges for people um, of all skills levels right so that little plot of land it's not much but there's things that we can do and things that have been built before um, you know they're there now so again it's, it, it all comes down to the city being able to allow us to do what what we feel like we can do and do it well um, and you know, you've mentioned Riverwood and stuff like that. Riverwood, Riverwood is a spectacular area for mountain biking. There's a lot of a lot of uh, areas just within that little plot of land along the ravine, Chapel Creek, where there's some great downhill runs that can be made, some flowy trails, um, even some jumps. Uh, but uh, but Riverwood in and of itself is is a bit of a challenge too. So back to that whole bureaucratic process we're not only dealing with the city as a stakeholder when it comes to gaining authority but we're also dealing with people that manage the land and that comes down to conservation authorities and so when it comes to conservation authorities they have a large influence over what actually occurs on that land even though they might not own it and riverwood is a prime example so um, again, it's just kind of trying to gain support, which is what Greg was alluding to. We need support and we need backing. Otherwise, voices won't be heard, you know. Um, and so that's kind of what, again, the, the purpose of our association is to do, is to try and kind of gather everyone's voice and project it towards the city. Yeah, exactly. And, like, there's so much potential for that area. So it'd just be very, very nice to be able to expand on it from what's already there. And I feel like it'd bring the locals and the mountain bikers more together as a group instead of like, because if you go there, not too many people know each other. No one's familiar. So it'd be nice to have, you know, an area where everyone's familiar. Like if you go down to Turkey Point, there'll be hundreds of riders riding Turkey Point and they all know each other. They're all locals. They always see each other there. So it'd be nice to have a system like that set up in Mississauga and then having the city's support on it as well instead of like, oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, opportunities for businesses. Like that's the thing that, you know, the city's looking for revenue streams all the time and, you know, people biking, they spend money, they go to the, they go to a patio after and they have, you know, something to eat, they go for drinks and like, yeah, there's the social aspect to it. You know, they gather, you know, that encourages encourages all of that the local bike shops you know people go shopping and they ride their bikes there it's yeah it's it's a real i think it's a really positive thing that that's another thing we got to try and sort of educate uh the city on and and that it's it's not just because they just see oh a liability and yeah there's there is there's like uh 
there's a lot of a lot of really positive things that can come out of it and can really help some of the local businesses and yeah maybe some more can open up and yeah exactly and there's so much space there that it'd be super easy especially down in Arendelle Park where all those gravel trails that lead up into like Riverwood area, you know, you could host mountain biking, cross country events there, um, bike events there. You could have local bike shops come in, set up tents, spend the day there, you know, just to advertise all the local businesses in the area. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'd really like to see personally, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn, but I think a pump track, like a, like a properly built, like a really well-made somebody who knows what they're doing not yeah. just a, a pretend one but like up top underneath the, the hydro lines that area there i think it's just perfect for it like, exactly it's all flat already so they don't have to level it all out really nice. i think so you mentioned be- a um having a pump track what are some other features or trails? Um, have you guys thought about what you'd like to put in Challenge Park or what could make it more challenging, et cetera? I think that's, we haven't gotten that far. We know now that we, we got to get the permission and the buy-in, but there's, you know, there's, there's a variety of people already in the club and there's cross country riders and then there's free riders and people who want to see, you know, jumps and challenging stuff. And we can, I mean, there's already some, some butt clenching downhills in the Arendelle park there. And there's, there's, uh, there's some potential for some, uh, some good stuff. So, I mean, I would sure, I like the challenging stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to see a, a variety of things there. And it's going to be a bit of a tough sell because, again, you know, the city sees liability. And, but I know, you know, compared to, like, uh, baseball diamonds, they have way more injuries, you know, in a sports like that. Um, I know they had a lot of concerns about the skateboard parks, you know, the one up uh north mississauga there but i guess it's been a big success there hasn't been nearly the amount of injuries and problems that they thought so um so yeah i think we want to have a i think we want to have a good variety right chris yeah yeah i agree just to kind of echo what greg was saying there needs to be there, there definitely needs to be a variety a variety of different features and styles of riding involved um, because we don't want to tunnel our vision towards one specific type of riding style mm-hmm. or even one one skill level. And so part of it too is, you know, introducing the sport to younger, younger people, kids and teens and that type of thing, but then not excluding older people that also like to ride and have been riding for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. So it, 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 it's hard to it's hard to visualize specific trail features that we could implement at the challenge park. It's more so again, what Greg was mentioning, trying to first, um, first gain that authority. Um, you know, we, we don't want to put the cart before the horse, so to speak. Uh, and so once we do gain that authority, 
then we can really start to think about how we would assess the trails from a sustainable standpoint uh, so that erosion is minimized as much as possible so that we're not affecting the local ecosystem. There's, there's various things that we would need to undertake first really as part of the design process when it comes to implementing different features. But, you know, there's already a rock garden that's that's at the Challenge Park. Um, Greg mentioned a pump track, and and I completely agree that a pump track would, would fit perfectly um, uh, um, at the Challenge Park. Uh, and so there's lots of different things that we can add, you know, jumps here and there, drops, uh, you know, gap jumps if we really wanted to, um, different things like that. So. There's there's a whole there's a whole book of features that we could extract from and utilize at some point, but uh, it's hard to tell which ones we would put where uh, at this stage. And it's great to have an association like yours because you can take like you can't just go and throw features in there because you want to hear the feedback from the local and the public of what they want there. So you really get everyone's exactly. voice in there, and then you also have a huge group to support you guys against bringing your thoughts and what you want to do to the city as well. And the city can say, oh, well, look, all these people are in for it. Why not give it a shot? And, you know, I mean, they got like local skate parks and stuff. And I mean, lots of people just riding their scooter down the road and hitting a bad bump on the sidewalk or something. Go through pretty bad injuries from what I've seen, you know, big long scrapes down the arm, broken arms and whatnot. So, I mean, I don't see why they have such an issue with the injury standpoint, because at the end of the day, you can be injured almost anywhere. Yeah, you're you're exactly right about that. Um, <laughs> you could you could you know be sitting down and injure yourself quite literally. Uh, so, exactly. it, it, mountain biking in and of itself as uh, as a source of injury or damage that occurs all the time with different sports, different activities, doing anything, and so for it to be viewed as a major liability, well, everything really technically is a liability. So. That's, that's part of the challenge with trying to gain some type of legitimacy um, and to be viewed in more of a positive light as, as, as mountain bikers, right? And so it, I, think, I think from that, from, that, from the negative connotations that do exist with mountain biking, part of it is just miseducation or being uninformed. Part of the process with what we've had to do as a group is to actually go to the city and provide presentations, pr proposal presentations, and we've created a media kit. And part of that is to just inform and educate other stakeholders. So, you know, when we when we went in for one of our meetings and presentations, they really didn't know what mountain biking was. So we had to break it down in terms of, you know, the different elements of what mountain biking really is, what single track is compared to, you know, a double track or an MUT, a multi-use trail. And so, again, it's it's kind of educating, informing to try and debunk all of the myths that do surround the sport of mountain biking. Exactly. And I've noticed, like, when you tell people, oh, you're a mountain biking, or they're like, oh, you ride down, like, the sides of crazy mountains. It's like, no, there's, like, whole different variants of mountain biking i think that's really what people need to understand is like you say oh mountain biking they think you're doing red bull rampage or something you're sending double backflips off of 30 foot gaps or whatnot but it, they got to know that like mountain biking it's a cool sport because there's something there for every skill level if you're not too ready for the dirt trails with the little jumps or whatnot there's gravel trails if you don't want to go on the gravel trail there's like sidewalks or if the gravel trails are too easy. You can find a dirt trail. When those start getting easy, you can add in jumps, drops, roots, all that kind of stuff. 
elevation, all that. That's true. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. It's you'll find a huge amount of variance um, within the sport, uh, different skill levels, different ages, different riding styles. It's about catering to to everyone, not just kind of like I mentioned one one single subset. And that subset, you know, obviously they like to go do crazy jumps. You know, you talk about rampage and people out in Whistler doing you know a line and stuff like that. Um, that's one specific subset of of you know downhillers, right? So. It's not just the downhill mountain bikers that do the crazy, crazy stuff. There's a there's a whole slew and a mix of of different riding styles. And so, again, just educating people and letting them know that that's not you know the true face of mountain biking. It's it's everything in between as well. Um, and again, that that was that's been part of our challenge is is to when we're approaching the city and different stakeholders. It's it's again just telling them that's not what it is. This is who we are. We have jobs. We have families. We go to school. That type of thing. We're normal people, right? We're not these, you know, adrenaline junkies. Some of them, some of us might be, but you know, that's we have lives outside of what we do as well in terms of mountain biking. So it's just trying to put a friendly face to to mountain to the mountain biking community. Yeah, I certainly think what you guys are doing. You guys are making really good steps towards improving the mountain bike and how people that are not mountain bikers see us. I really like um, what I'm hearing. And I wanted to just ask, um, and this goes to both of you, whichever one, whoever wants to go first, but how did you start mountain biking? How did you get into this sport? Greg, I might let you uh, take the lead on that one first. <laughs> uh, it was a long time ago. I'm, I'm a little older, as you can tell. And I, um, um, I, I was a Whistler ski bum many, many years ago and, uh, like I finished uh, college and wasn't sure what to do. So I went out West, uh, lived in Whistler and skied, uh, all winter. And my friends out there were like, man, you got to get a mountain bike. It's so much fun. And I tried it a little bit, but I was, I was like, oh, I don't know, going over the handlebars, landing on rocks seems a little rough to me but uh so uh i came back i moved back here for for work opportunities and uh and i just needed that adrenaline again you know and and something to do in the summer and uh a friend of mine had a bike and uh we had uh we each had dogs at the time and we just we were like let's, let's take the dogs for some mountain bike rides and we just started exploring and uh and it just, I just loved it. And, you know, it's a sport that, uh, you know, going to the gym is fine if, you know, and you can get into that and you can get addicted. But I don't know, going out in the woods and, mm -hmm. and you know, you want to get up that hill. Like, it's like, it's not like you're like, okay, I got to do 20 more reps. And then, you know, uh, I got to push my, you know, it's like, I want to get up that hill and, and you get up and it feels great and you know it's fun it's exercise and it's fun and so it's just gone from there and and you know it's uh it's a good family sport i take my daughters out and uh traveling i've traveled all over with my bike and it's really easy to travel with your bike i would encourage anyone you just get a bike box from the from the local bike shop and you know there's just some minor things you do to Take your bike uh, partially apart, stuff it in the box, throw it on the plane, 
you can go anywhere. In your in few minutes, I can you can assemble it again, and it's a great way to travel. And uh, so yeah, now we've got I've got a bunch of friends, and we all go regularly, and it's it's one of the, my favorite things to do, and gets me out and traveling, and yeah, love it. So Chris, um, what about I'm you? Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so, um, no, it's okay. Yeah, so I, uh, I started mountain biking maybe, um, I want to say maybe seven or eight years ago. Uh, and funny story, actually, our, our CFO that's on the board, he actually introduced it to me back when we were in university. So um, he lived in, uh, in London at the time, and he was introduced to mountain biking and he fell in love with it. He came back to Mississauga after that. We connected and he, uh, he said, hey, do you want to go for a bike ride? And I was like, sure, why not? At the time I had, um, had a, you know, like a $300 super cycle from Canadian Tire. Um, <laughs> and his bike was definitely a lot, a lot better than my own. Um, and so I got started on a pretty on a pretty tough bike to kind of learn how to mountain bike. But, um, you know, I rode that thing for many, many years out in Riverwood and doing downhills and stuff like that. Um, and you know, my, my skills kind of got, got better and better. And, uh, it came to the point where, you know, my brakes were shot and, you know, my suspension was, you know, locked up and it was just unsafe. And so then I finally upgraded, um, to a Scott scale 50 an older 2012 model, just hardtail. And uh, that completely opened my eyes, like it completely opened my my opportunity to advance my skill level. And then, you know, I loved it when I was on my super cycle, but then I really, really took to the sport once I upgraded my bike. Um, and, you know, I started off in Mississauga, just, you know, riding the local trails, Riverwood, Arendelle Park, the Challenge Park, you know, even there's a there's a little sugar bush by my house that uh, that I ride once in a while and do time trials around. So um, that's kind of how I got started and uh, just haven't looked back ever since. That's cool. I love those stories. Just, yeah, it just shows everyone like just got a bike, no matter what it is, you can go out there and have fun. That's it. That's exactly it. Exactly. So oh, now I forget one second. Alex, you got a question? Because I'm trying to remember my name. I got one. I got one. Um, what do you think is the best way that mountain bikers, uh, no matter what city they live in, what is the best way that they can support their local trails? Um, that's a good question. The best way to support their trails um, is to, one, do some research in terms of what organizations do exist locally in your municipality or your region that contribute to any type of trail maintenance or trail advocacy. That's number one. Um, if you don't really find anything, then the next port of call would be to actually go to the city themselves or to uh, the region itself to try and identify what groups and organizations do exist that could help out. Um, that might be a bit more tough to approach those stakeholders when it comes to trail maintenance and, and supporting the local trails. It would really be the, 
associations that already exist in your in your region that would really advocate for your voice. Um, I know a good a good resource to look into is is IMBA, the International Mountain Bicycling Association. And so that's kind of how I actually got in touch with some of the guys on the board was through uh, AJ Strawson from from IMBA. He's the executive director of the Canadian division, and he gotten me in touch with a few guys from the board and that's how we kind of came established and so that was just me doing my due diligence to look for avenues where i can contribute to 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 trails and that's that's literally how i got started over a year ago and if and if i can encourage those that are listening or that uh, will view this later on definitely seek out those opportunities if you're if you're you're into the sport of mountain biking and you love it and you're passionate about it and you want to see the sport grow and develop and see the community expand and get larger you need to you need to voice your opinions and you need to seek out these organizations and really support them because without the support then it it won't work it just it won't take fruition and nothing will happen so that's kind of my advice is to to really seek out um those organizations those associations that really promote the uh the opportunities that uh we love as mountain bikers yeah i would i would agree with that and and i would say um you know if if there isn't a a local association start one um even if it's just you and four or five buddies like like when i first went to the city I'd, I'd written to my uh ward councillor and i wrote to the mayor and i got some responses and i went and i met with some ward councillors and they were like okay so like who's your group like what's and i was like well there's no group i'm just you know a concerned citizen and and they were like oh they were like it's not that they didn't care what i thought i mean they they were they were interested in what i had to say in that but they were like they were like, you know what, form a group. And even if it's informal, you know, uh, it shows it's, it's different. They, they're, not, they're not built to deal with like a, an individual or something that's not some sort of association. They're built, they're geared towards, you know, a, a dealing with a, a group. And it just, it gives you more, uh, more clout and, uh, and you share resources and it's it's a little more fun and so yeah i would say joining a you know uh, an association or and even make one you know even for your little patch of woods wherever it is you can start a little you know small one just just for that area and uh you know you can uh, you can go in there and you tell your the local ward councillor or you know hey we're we're doing a garbage pickup our little group, you know, and go in there one day and the couple bags of, uh, and some work gloves and pick up the garbage, you know, and and you you can build some uh, build some credibility that way, and before you know it, you can you know you'll you'll you can start working on the trails. So yeah, yeah form, exactly. form a group. Yeah. Don't worry about how official it is, or you know, just get started. And, yeah. And someone yeah, like I'll, Crystal's come along and uh, pick the ball <laughs> up and run with it. Yeah, I'll I'll add to that too. Yeah, so 
you know, just at the end of what Greg said there, we are more of a grassroots organization and that's how we got started. It was just, it was myself. Yep. It was just myself and a few, and a few guys that had an idea. We came together and we started something really, really small, just a few of us. And over time, it just, it slowly gained traction. And so if you have an idea, just go and do it because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, a year ago today, I didn't think I would be in this position where, you know, I'd be helping to manage and organize, um, you know, a, a potential successful mountain biking association for Mississauga. So on top of that, you know, the support aspect, one of the other things that we did as, as a group was we actually created like a template letter to send to all of our individual ward counselors. So that's 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 another thing too when it comes to the policies that are implemented at the governmental level where decisions are made. If the government, the municipality, the ward councillors see that there is a demand from the general public, the citizens, they have no choice but to listen. They were appointed by you know, the citizens of Mississauga, and so they need to listen to them. And so we encouraged a lot of our members, all of our members, to send these letters out of support. And so that's another way to kind of get the, get the city to listen to you is to, you know, send these, uh, send these letters to other ward counselors, which is again, what, you know, Greg mentioned before as well. Um, the other aspect of support um, is, is financial support actually. And so most of these organizations, they're not for profit, you know, incorporated entities. And so, there's no income coming our way at all. We're doing this as a hobby, really, because again, we have the passion to do it. And so we'll see it through, but at the same time, it doesn't run itself, right? And so donations from our membership is really important for us to flourish. Right now, there's no membership freeze that we have for our members, it's all free, right? But any donations that come our way, um, they help monumentously in terms of where they can be distributed in order to help us grow and succeed. So financial donations are always encouraged as well. If people can spare that, that will always be um, helpful for us as well to flourish and grow. So for so those the... that, Sorry. Oh. for those who uh, choose to donate, where will their money be going towards? Yeah, great question. So um, donations will typically be approved by the general membership to begin with. So any any donations that come our way, they need to be distributed accordingly by our membership. So the membership will vote basically on where the funds will go to. It can go from anywhere between, you know, uh, managing our web pages and social media accounts to purchasing insurance for our members, um, membership status for IMBA and other associations that we could be a part of, training clinics. Uh, it could also go towards equipment, um, you know, as simple as shovels and, and that type of thing, right? Spades and shovels to get the work done. And so that's typically where all the donations would go towards is just literally running the actual association. So for the equipment, like shovels and spades and whatnot, do you guys have a place where you keep that or is it just kind of like... Yep. So right now, right now, it's it's anyone's anyone's backyard shed or garage. That's, that's all we have right now, right? And exactly. so, you know, 
we have some guys that have um, some equipment, uh, some electrical equipment. Otherwise, you know, we'll rent a brush cutter for the day and we'll go out and we'll, you know, cut some thick brush to clear a path or something like that. So we don't have any large pieces of power equipment or tools to do the job, um, partly because they're expensive and we don't have the funds to do that. And also partly because we don't have the authority yet to do that. So everything kind of comes comes in order, obviously, but um, that's where those funds will ultimately end up uh, supporting. So tools, like I mentioned, insurance, membership dues and fees and things like that. Um, but anywhere that we could store them, really, someone's garage or someone's backyard shed, that's where they're all staying at this stage. Yeah, and it'd be nice that once you get the approval and whatnot to have like a little shed or something on site so that when like you know certain um i could say like members in charge for example you yourself or greg could have a key to it and you could say okay guys this day we're going to go and maintain this part of the trail come up for this time unlock the shed hand out equipment everyone can take part in it and that way people don't have to worry about bringing their own stuff because the members in the group there that are helping out have the equipment already because I've noticed that's a huge thing when like people are trying to maintain the trails. They're like, well, I bike to the trails. I can't be carrying three shovels and whatnot on my bike, driving 20, 30 minutes on my bike right in there. So it'd be nice to have something there that you can use. Yeah, totally. Uh, it would be nice to have something set up permanently at uh, like on site that will store equipment and you know, especially the larger power tools. Um, things like excavators and, and and those types of equipment, obviously, we we wouldn't keep on site. But um, you know, some of the smaller some of the smaller power tools, eaters, lawnmowers, maybe for the tighter spots. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds um this sounds really cool what you guys are doing, and um make sure to keep in touch with us. We uh, whenever you guys start doing work on Challenge sure, Park. Yeah. Uh, we would yeah, be yeah, very definitely. happy to document it. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we'll keep in touch for sure, and we'll keep you posted. Right now, um, right now, what we're doing is we will be shortly approved as a community stewardship group from the Mississauga, from the city of Mississauga. Sorry, uh, and right now we're just in discussions with um, with Parks and Forestry as well to determine the capacity of our role and responsibility as that type of group. Uh, in relation to the goals that we want to achieve in terms of building trails, assessing ex existing trails, making them sustainable and that type of thing. So there are things happening as we speak. Um, our next annual general meeting will be held on uh, Friday, April 16th at 7 p.m. for those that uh, are interested. Um, we're hoping to have some good news by that stage, but in order to be invited to the AGM for the MMBA, you do need to register for free as a member. Um, and then you'll get an invite to join that AGM. Um, so again, I, I encourage those listening and those that will watch later um, to register. It's free and uh, and you can you know keep up with us, support us. So where do these people register? Is there like a link or? There is, yeah. So if 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 people visit our dedicated website, it's MississaugaMBA.ca. Um, we're undergoing a little bit of maintenance right now, but it'll be back up and running shortly. Uh, so 
they go to that website, there's an option to go to um, register as a member for free. Just follow the steps. Um, and also members do get 15% off at the cycle path um, at Credit View and Burnham Thorpe. So 15% off all parts, accessories, clothing, that type of thing. It excludes bikes and labor, uh, mm -hmm. but they do get 15% off as a member. So you could find that little coupon uh, member code in the members portal of our website. So again, it's it's mississaugamba.ca. Okay, perfect. So for anyone that's local and interested, that link will be in the description below. So yeah, just go sure. click on that. We'll title it, whatnot. So just go there. And if you're interested, it'd be great for you to join. You know, it's always great to have more people a part of the association. And benefits, you get to save yourself 15% at a local bike shop. So you're supporting local businesses and local trails. Yeah. Very cool. Sebastian, do you have any other do you have any other questions? Uh no. Kind of feeling like any we're other? uh reaching the end here. Unless any uh Greg or Chris, if you guys have anything else you'd like to add on, mention. Sure, yeah. So what uh what type of trails do you guys ride? <laughs> you ride locally in Mississauga as well, or do you guys venture out yeah. anywhere exciting? I'm actually um, I'm actually uh, lucky enough to live super close to Riverwood. It's very close to me. Um, so I've been going there since I was a kid and been biking there for the last couple um, years. And yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of potential in that place for sure, um, especially because of the valley. There's some pretty steep downhill areas there that you can definitely put challenging uh, runs down there. But then also easier ones too, because not everyone they are they do look quite intimidating to those who aren't um, as experienced or new to the sport, uh, especially. So yes, yeah, so both Sebastian and I have ridden at Riverwood and Challenge Park many many times. Very nice. And then we like to go, you know, out. You know, we get a clear schedule for a weekend or even a weekday. Now that you know school's a little modified and whatnot, we'll head out to somewhere far. You know, Hydro Cut. Kelso for the oh. day, horseshoe, yeah. all that. So we're all over the place. Planning That's a nice mountain biking trip maybe this summer. Somewhere Great. nice for video purposes. We're going to keep that a secret <laughs> now. <laughs> all right, yeah, sounds good, yeah. All I know is that we won't be going to Blue Mountain. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's unfortunate news that, uh, yeah, you guys kind of spoke about briefly in the beginning. It's kind mm -hmm. of unfortunate that uh, they're just – completely cutting that out for, you know, for everyone. And I know a lot of people are pretty disappointed, you know, they've paid into it and, uh, you know, they've been going there for years and their runs are great. It's just, uh, it's unfortunate they've come to this decision. So we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. What kind of riding do you guys do? Do you want to elaborate? his his audio might be cut off um personally so me i uh oh there you are is are you there say it again my audios i can barely hear you guys for some reason i don't know what happened oh what kind of riding do you enjoy cross country enduro all that uh i like i like the technical bashing see what you can see what you can ride over 
type stuff. Uh, um, I, I like cross country too, you know. Um, uh, I sold my hardtail though, but I want to get another cross country bike. Uh, I enjoy that sort of fast and flowy stuff, but uh, I, I like, I uh, really like uh, seeing what what can be ridden over and I like riding uh I got up to Copeland Forest. I don't know if you guys have been up there. That place is awesome. It was my first time up there this year. But up around Blue Mountain as well and water down falls. So there's all over oh, the there's, place. So, there's a lot of good places people don't know about, you know, over on in Guelph there's some Really good riding over there. But I love my Arendale Park. It's great. Mm-hmm. I live right right on the other side of Dundas. So, you know, when I've got, geez, it's like, oh, I've only got an hour and a half, two hours. Pull the bike out of the shed, throw the shorts on and go, you know. It's, yeah. it's a real gem that we've got here. So hopefully we can expand going. Yeah. Well, how about, I think, uh, sorry. How about Chris? Sebastian, what kind of Uh Personally, I'm more of a, uh, uh, it's kind of what Greg was mentioning, cross country, more of the super fast and flowy trails. Um, I'm definitely more of like a speed, like the speed. I love the speed. So I like going fast and flowy and throwing a couple of jumps and drops here and there. And that's kind of my 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 uh, style of riding i like the adrenaline aspect of it um that's kind of just uh that's that's me <laughs> yeah all right well i think uh we covered a lot of good topics today really um enjoyed having you guys on i'm glad that uh you guys were able to talk about uh your association it's really cool what you guys are doing i'm really excited to see over the future it seems like it's going to be a long road um but I think it's going to be worth it in the end if we can bring better trails to Mississauga. So once again, uh, the link to Mississauga MMBA or the MMBA, that will be in our description. So if you live in the Mississauga area and you're watching this, go sign up. Like they said, it's free, costs you nothing. Go um, give them some support so we can get some better trails out here. And um, with that, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you, Chris and Greg. We really enjoyed having you on today. We hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for having us. Yeah, get out and ride your bikes and say mm-hmm. hi when you if you see me on the trail. And uh, we'll be we'll be building trails in there pretty soon, I think. Hey, eh, Chris. I think so. Yeah. Improving. Yeah. The Thanks trails. again, guys. Yeah. No problem. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for coming out and joining us. Thanks. All right. So if you want to see these recordings live, make sure to join our Discord using the link in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Everyday Biking. Make sure to subscribe if you enjoyed. Thank you guys so much for a thousand subscribers, though we're still not sure. YouTube seems to be a little bit messy and we're not sure where these subscribers are coming from. (laughs) So they might reset down back to below a thousand after this video comes out, but we'll take it for now. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching and uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya.